So we have two very well-known passages of scripture this morning. Both these passages invite us into a mutual relationship with God. God loves us. We know this fundamentally. It's elemental to our faith. As children, we sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. As adults, we sing, God is love, let heaven adore him. God is love, let earth rejoice. God who breathes through all creation. God is love, eternal love. God loves us. Today, let's focus on our role, on us loving God. We experience God most fully. We know serenity in God's embrace when we are loving God. The Old Testament lesson from Ezekiel is the story of the Valley of the Dry Bones. Upon the death of King Solomon in 930 BC, the house of Israel divided into two kingdoms, the northern and the southern. Ten of the twelve tribes of Israel made up the northern kingdom, and the remaining two tribes of Judah and Benjamin made up the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom fell to the Assyrians in 721 BC, and the southern kingdom fell to the Babylonians in 587 BC. Now, during the fall of the southern kingdom, the military elite and the cultural elite, including the prophet Ezekiel, were taken from their homeland and forced into exile in Babylon. So this brief history lesson helps us understand these words from God proclaimed by the prophet Ezekiel. Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. I am going to bring you up from your graves and bring you back to the land of Israel. In other words, God will rescue the Israelites from exile and bring them home. He brings them back to life. The gospel lesson from John is the raising of Lazarus. So Jesus learns that the brother of Mary and Martha, Lazarus, is ill. And by the time Jesus arrives in Bethany, the city where the siblings live, Lazarus has died and has been buried in a tomb for four days. There's much to consider in this passage, including Jesus' seemingly cold-hearted remarks about Lazarus' death, and yet his empathy for Mary and Martha and the villagers. He wept. Many threads for discussion. But today, let's focus on the resurrection. Jesus brings Lazarus back to life. The word ruach is the Hebrew word for spirit, breath, or wind, air, in motion. In Greek, the word is pneuma. And this word, or action, appears throughout Scripture. In Genesis, in the first book of the Bible, we hear, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. In Revelation, in the last book of the Bible, we hear, But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered the dead bodies, and they stood on their feet. In the valley of the dry bones, we hear, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. 
And in the raising of Lazarus, Jesus breathes the words, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus is brought back to life. God's abundant love gives life. It's a profound message in and of itself. God's love gives life. Yet there is more to consider. In both of our scripture passages today, we are encouraged to participate, to reciprocate God's love and give fullness to our relationship with God. In the Valley of the Dry Bones, the Israelites are in exile. So let's put ourselves in their shoes. They have been taken from their homeland. Psalm 137 expresses their grief. By the waters of Babylon, we sat down and wept when we remembered you, O Zion. Zion is the holy city. It's the place where they know God. In the midst of exile, they have not given up. They long for God. St. Augustine writes in his confessions, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. The Valley of the Dry Bones expresses an unrequited longing for God. The Israelites are reciprocating God's love. In the raising of Lazarus, Jesus cries out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus recognizes Jesus' voice and accepts the call to life. Mutual love. I've been thinking much lately about our mutual relationship with God. This inherent aspect to our relationship with God has come up several times in our Wednesday book discussion this Lent, Thomas Merton's The Living Bread. Merton talks about the efficacy of communion in our seeking Christ while Christ is seeking us. Receiving the Eucharist can become rote for all of us, clergy included. Merton is pointing to the importance of coming to the table with deliberate awareness that we are seeking Christ's love and mercy, that we are seeking Christ. Merton writes, in this sacrament, Christ comes to us with a most ardent and personal love for each one of us. And our reception of the sacrament means nothing at all if it does not imply a recognition of this love and a sincere desire to give ourselves to him as he gives himself to us. When we deliberately desire Christ in receiving the Eucharist, Merton continues, we will discover that we are face to face with the mystery of God's love for our souls. Mutual love. No matter where we are on our spiritual journey, 
We need to remind ourselves that living in the fullness of life, living as God intends us to live in relationship, loving relationship with one another, living with an openness to inspiration and guidance from the Holy Spirit, living in the fullness of life does require an active awareness of loving God. It's all too easy for all of us to get on with our lives. Yet in loving God, we know the fullness of life. We can desire to love God until finally we are loving God in our thoughts and words and actions. So how do we desire? How do we open ourselves to the living breath of the Spirit? We pray. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you. We pray, send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. We pray for the gifts of the Spirit, peace, joy, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, self-control. We pray so we love. Amen.